0: Is the murderer you know welcome back <laughs> welcome back welcome back welcome back isn't that the
1: theme song from some old tv show
0: i'm not sure welcome what back. that is <laughs> I I might remember just it be something i
1: made up Well, what you sang was made up, but there was a theme song. Rude. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Well, here we are. We're back. We are. It's episode 58. So building off of our interview last week and episodes six and seven from our first year, we are coming at you with a new story.
1: Well, good. I love a new story. How's your week been? The week was good. I'm hoping the ducklings are at the point where they can be released onto the pond with Quacky.
0: And what if they fly away?
1: Well, there is that possibility, but I don't know why they would leave. They have a nice setup here. But I suppose in the fall, I don't know. Maybe their little ducky brains will say, Time to move on.
0: Maybe since Quacky can't fly, they won't realize they can fly. There's a good
1: thought. What (laughs) What do we think? What do we think? Well, you know, some wild birds have sort of stopped migrating because they've decided it's too much trouble. If they find a good place to live and a good food source, they're like, Hey, why fly away? So I'm hoping they will fall in that category.
0: I guess we'll see. But we'll
1: see. We're we'll also going to see
0: what our story is about. Gang's all here. Good idea. We have a special we guest with us again. Ooh, love special guests. So, author check, mom check, me check, chicka chicka <laughs> check. Let's do it. Let's. Trigger warning. What I don't remember what I said last time, but trigger warning to the pits of hell and back. This is another episode that involves a child and just like last year, a lot of horribleness. So that's where we're going now (laughs) to steal author's statement. Buckle in. Okay. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Our story starts with another couple, a 29-year-old woman and a 37-year-old man who lived with the girlfriend's father. The three adults also shared the home with the couple's two-year-old daughter. The grandfather, the owner of the home, was a family medicine doctor who had been practicing for 22 years since 1991 in the local community. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that his daughter and her baby daddy may not have been gainfully employed. I think you guys will see why. Not saying they didn't have a job, but I don't think they had any major careers. It isn't to say they didn't have their own thing going on, but you'll see what their own thing was in the next couple minutes. Generally, neighbors said that the family was quiet and that they rarely saw the two-year-old except for occasionally when her grandpa, who was really only home on the weekends, would take a stroll with her through the neighborhood. But it seems like even if it was quiet to the outside community, it's not necessarily all quiet and peaceful inside the home. There was definitely some tension.
1: Always the quiet ones.
0: If you never see the family outside, I feel like that's your first
1: clue. Right? Something weird. What are you doing? Yeah.
0: And I think it's probably a little stressful from both sides, this situation. From the parent side, you're an adult, but you're living with your dad. He probably tries to boss you around and tell you how to parent and treats you like a kid. From the grandpa's side, you have these unemployed, overgrown children essentially living with you who are trashing your house like beyond trashing. And in fact, the trashing was bad to the point that he would often text his daughter about the state of the house. One time he told her in a text that it was a pigsty. And another time he told her that it was not an appropriate environment for a 16 month old. Mm. And his daughter and would be son in law were also drug addicts.
1: Well it sounds to me like he was a total wimp that he could not confront his daughter and he's sending her texts instead Maybe. of sitting them down and saying, "Hey, not acceptable."
0: From the was outside like Thanksgiving
1: looking was not fun. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean these two as I said, maybe not busy with jobs, but it did sound like they kept themselves kind of busy. In fact, as early as 2013, when the young woman in this story was only 20, she was already being charged on drug-related infractions. In 2013, she was charged for possession of a Schedule One or Two drug, which was actually Noel Prost. In 2017, she was charged with felony possession of a controlled substance, which was downgraded to a misdemeanor, and and then Nolprost, and eventually dismissed entirely after going back to the courts in 2018. In 2020, another felony drug possession charge was Nolprost. Her baby was born in September of that same year, by the way. And not drug-related, but in 2021, she was charged with petite larceny, for which she served 10 days in jail, followed by one year
1: of unsupervised probation. The court system is just absurd. I mean, how do they think that anybody is going to change if they just constantly dismiss charges? I was just reading one in the paper this week where someone failed to follow whatever they were charged with, and so they were recharged, and then everything was dismissed again. The jail time was once again suspended. It's just this revolving door. They keep coming in and going out and learning nothing.
0: Yeah, I do wonder how you could be charged so many times and still not face any real consequences.
1: I guess if you're charged with a felony and it's an old pros, which is basically kind of like not guilty, right? Is it on your record? I don't even know. Or does it come up in court?
0: I guess it's not on your record per se, since you ultimately weren't found guilty, but to be null Prost, if I remember correctly, is basically saying we're kind of freezing this in time and we have the ability to come back and open the charges again. So there's certainly a record of it, I guess, in the courts, though. And her sweetheart had a similarly long rap sheet, (laughs) starting with an embezzlement charge in 2018 for an offense in 2016 when he was 31, for which he spent only three months of his 10-month sentence in jail and also had his 10-year supervised probation revoked after only six months. He then twice obtained money under false pretenses in 2016 and 2017, $200 both times, by the way he pled guilty and served two months of the year he was sentenced to for the 2017 charge also in 2017 on the same day as the obtaining money under false pretenses he was charged with possessing a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia he pled guilty and received five years in prison for the drug charge the paraphernalia charge was waived but he ultimately did not serve any of that five years he was also Mm. charged twice for probation violations And this kind of messy house and drug usage is really where our story jumps off from.
1: So the moral is to get a housekeeper? I think the moral is to send these people to jail when they keep showing up with the same crimes. Well, true, but I'm I'm going to just throw this out there. The one thing I've noticed about the criminal justice system is that very often they put people in prison when in fact they should be receiving treatment for mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that prison treatment for mental health is the equivalent of what you might receive elsewhere. And while I certainly and by no means excuse this behavior. Mental health issues is not a reason to hurt people, to live a certain lifestyle. It's just not. But there could maybe be a little help. I have also seen in my life, the mother of one of my foster kids Mm. receiving a lighter sentence because there was some sympathy for her mental health issues. And it was actually, the judge actually said she received a 30 something year sentence, but 29 years were suspended because she was- dealing with so much. So there's really got to be a better way to handle that. We've talked a lot yeah. about that in this show, that there doesn't seem to be any consistency sometimes in sentencing, that you'll have two people who commit similar crimes, and one gets the book thrown at them, and the other one gets a sort of a slap on the wrist and mm-hmm. do better. But you do wonder, this girl's father, I'm sure he tried over the years to get her into rehab and maybe by letting them live in his house he could convince them or keep a better eye on what was going on
0: yes i think that he probably did i don't want to jump too far ahead in the story but i do think that he hoped that by allowing them to live with him he would be able to keep a closer eye on things and he would be able to keep his granddaughter safer than she otherwise would have been i don't know how successful he was
1: Um, But like I said, I
0: don't want to jump too far ahead. (laughs) On July 7th, 2022, at 2 a.m., the little girl's mother left the house to go meet her drug dealer. She later told authorities that she left the baby with her partner. And he told authorities that around 3 a.m., he put his daughter into her crib. But then around 9 a.m., he woke up and found her face down on the floor next to his bed. He said that he could tell immediately that she was dead. They all shared a room, the parents and their daughter, not the grandpa, but the parents and the little girl. And this was where the majority of the story happened and where the filth was concentrated and where everything kind of took place. So in the morning, when the 22-month-old's mother got home from her dealer's house, she noticed her daughter face up. On the floor, she said, in contrast to what her partner said, not breathing, and she called 911. At nine one one At 9:54 a.m., first responders arrived on scene, shortly followed by EMS. They found the little girl non-responsive and not breathing. And she was pronounced dead at 10 a.m.
1: Can we rewind for a moment here? Mm-hmm. Can we just back this truck up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you said that dad saw her first. Mm-hmm. He did not reach out to 911 he did not did he roll over and go back to bed
0: I don't know if he rolled over and went back to bed I think that maybe his girlfriend got home around that same ish time but whether he rolled over and went back to bed or stood there or sat there and contemplated what to do or cried it wasn't covered in any capacity but he did not call 911 he waited for his girlfriend to return home
1: well, maybe he rolled the baby over because it was true face up when the girlfriend came home, you know, to check. Oh, my God, what's going on? And then I don't know, just sort of was stunned. Didn't know what to do. But yeah. I agree. Yeah, can't imagine just standing there.
0: I can't either. Mm, nothing. I mean, it's horrible to even think about. And she only called, she called 911 nearly an hour later. It only took them a couple of minutes to get to the house. So she didn't even call um, 911 until like 9.52. I don't think she got home. If it was nine when he saw this, I don't think she got home right in that moment. He had time to do something and it doesn't seem like he did. And she waited an hour. No, I think she called as soon as she got home. I mean, it's unclear. It's oh, okay. okay. And, you know, we're going to go into it a little bit, but this just happened basically a year ago at this point, a little over a year ago. And so there, a lot of details have not come out and there's a lot that isn't known. And one of the things that is not known is how truthful any part of the story that the parents told is.
1: In my experience, I have known somebody who did that very thing when she found her son dead. She did not call law enforcement right away because she had to put her drug paraphernalia away. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's all about us. Let's take care of number one. Don't worry about my baby laying dead on the floor. Again, speculation. It's hard Mm -hmm. to know what really happened, but Mm -hmm. that's a possibility. I'm gathering the grandfather, who was a doctor, was not in the house. Do we know? I think he was in the house. He wasn't in their bedroom with them. So they didn't go and get him and say, oh my God, dad, you're a doctor. Something's wrong with the baby. I don't
0: think we have those details at this stage in the game. Okay. There are details that we do have. For example, there was a lot going on in the house, mostly in that bedroom, as I said, where these three were living. I think it's worth saying again that this room was... Absolutely filthy. And because of the atrocious state of the space where the 22 month old had been living, investigators quickly got involved and an investigation began. In the room that the couple shared with their daughter, investigators found dirty clothing strewn about, trash, unclean dishes, and a filthy, overflowing litter box. One investigator actually stepped in what he believed was fecal matter on the way up to the bedroom. In the room, they also found cigarette butts all over the floor as well as inside of the little girl's crib. The crib was also full of loose change and layered with clean, dry blankets that were full of cigarette holes and burn marks on top of urine-soaked blankets, which apparently smelled so bad. We're talking peeling paint off the walls, make-your-eyes-water level of smell. The crib was otherwise empty. No sheets, no, I don't know. I don't have a baby. I don't have kids. I've said this many times, but parents out there, whatever was supposed to be in the crib, there was nothing else other than cigarette butts, loose change, and basically filthy blankets. So it doesn't sound super comfy or homey, which
1: is awful on top of all the other awfulness. God, it really is putting me in mind of the other story. I mean, the child was... Hardly better off than being in a cage. Yeah. I just need to go grow up or something. That was quite the description.
0: It's awful. It's horrible. I don't know. It just makes me so sad to think about the situations that, and I'm sure you're more familiar with this than a lot of people author just from being in the foster care system. Unfortunately, the horrible situations that some children find themselves in, it's heartbreaking.
1: Devastating. And to just throw out there for the record, I am no longer a foster parent. I couldn't do it anymore. Too hard. Too hard. Not yeah. with the foster system. Mm. Your mother's giving me a look. I'm a parent because <laughs> I adopted children, but I am no longer accepting uh, foster children. Um, mm. Children who sort of come and go. In and out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Well, I think the worst thing about the foster care system that people have brought up over and over is that for whatever reason, they always feel that the child is better off with their biological parent, no matter what hideous, horrible abuse this biological parent has inflicted on the child. And they've actually taken children away from people who love them and wanted to adopt them and cared for them and gave them back to this person who ended up killing them since they got a second chance at it. Just because you gave birth to something doesn't make you a parent. True. Yes. Yes. Parenting is a lot more than that. Now, back
0: in, I don't know, this awful, awful home environment we were talking about, authorities also uncovered multiple used syringes, a plastic bin of new syringes and capsules containing suspected heroin in the baby's diaper bag. All of this was well within reach of the toddler.
1: Where else are you going to store it? I know. In the Tupperware? I mean...
0: On a high shelf where your baby can't get to it.
1: Well, now you're just talking crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And as far as I think a little bit of why... Maybe the dad did just roll back over or their story was a little bit unclear. The parents both admitted at the time to using drugs in the three days leading up to their daughter's death. The mom said that she had been using opioids and that she used them often, but tried not to use them in front of her daughter. The dad said he had been using narcotics.
1: Yeah, because, you know, you wouldn't want your daughter thinking at the age of 22 months, oh, look at mom, she's a drug addict. How about just give her clean blankets, something that might actually mean something to a baby? Mm-hmm. She was being a role model, you know, I mean, everybody <laughs> her has her way. Yes, in her own way. Good in point. her own special, special way.
0: And she, the mother, she also gave conflicting stories as to when she last saw her baby alive. She first said it was 2 a.m. when she left to go to the drug dealer's house. That's the story I already shared. But she later also said that it was 10 p.m. And then even later said that she last saw her alive at 5.15 a.m., which... In the first story, she wasn't even at the house at 5.15 a.m. And she also shared that she actually had no idea when she returned home from going to meet her drug dealer, probably because she was high.
1: Well, if she left the house at two and got back at nine, that was her original story. Why would you spend seven hours with your drug dealer? I mean, I haven't oh, bought a lot. Of do drugs. I have to tell your mother that how this works? Because I don't want to. Really, it's your okay. mom. Oh, I, it's, it's just it's so logical. innocent. Just think really, about
0: the way in which she may have been paying for the drugs as an unemployed person with no prospects and okay, little money. I've just gone, I
1: didn't want to tell her. I've just gone blind, but anyway.
0: blind. I was speaking I don't
1: think I showed you any pictures I visualized it I went blind
0: (laughs) just from a visualization I'm sorry
1: now we broke your mom
0: (laughs) (laughs) now as for this poor precious angel baby that deserved so much better. A firefighter at the scene noticed that lividity, or the settling of blood post-mortem, had already set in on the front and back of the child's body, and also that one of the child's arms was exceptionally cold, which struck her as off. Additionally, she noticed that the child's face had crease lines on it as if she had been sleeping on a sheet or a pillowcase. But remember, she didn't have sheets or a pillow or a pillowcase in her crib where her dad said that he put her. From the beginning, investigators believed that this little baby had likely been dead for some time before the mother called 911. But if they were hiding their drugs and paraphernalia, which I'm not saying they weren't, they didn't do a very good job, apparently. Not that they were... Capable of doing a good job in their current state of mind.
1: Maybe they were vacuuming. I don't know. Well, they weren't cleaning the urine soaked
0: blankets or no. the litter no. box. I, I kind of feel like maybe they were trying to decide either they were talking to the dad, which I think there is some indication that will be coming up that they did talk with him, or they were trying to decide if they even wanted to call 911.
1: Okay. So if you don't call 911, then what are your options? you get the shovel. I mean. Yeah. I mean, what,
0: that's kind of what I was thinking. Like they were trying to decide yeah. if they just disposed of her somehow. We certainly have seen that in our we have. case from last yeah. year, which is horrifying.
1: I think it is important to remember if you are in a drug-fueled emotional state, mm-hmm. that it's going to take you a little bit longer to come to any kind mm-hmm. of decision about anything. Yeah. You're just going to flail around and sort of be useless as a human and Apparently that's what they did.
0: This next part may not come as a huge surprise, but the parents were arrested that day, not because of their daughter's death, but because of the way that she had been living when she was alive. And one of the officers on the scene said, quote, We see this a lot with people who are drug addicts, that they don't realize how bad the living conditions have gotten that they actually live in. They're more concerned about supporting their habit than they are about maintaining their house, and unfortunately, in this situation, a small child happened to be in the middle of that. Each parent was charged with one count of felony child neglect, and the subsection of Virginia Code under which they were charged reads, Any parent, guardian, or other person responsible for the care of a child under the age of 18 whose willful act or omission in the care of such child was so gross, wanton, and culpable as to show a reckless disregard for human life is guilty of a class 6 felony.
1: Don't you think it's possible that law enforcement said these people are pieces of shit and we just want them off the streets? And so, while that is a reasonable charge and they should have had that charge, they rushed, knowing that they'll probably be charged with murder later. They said, let's just do this now, make it happen. Them away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. take them in. I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: Initially, though, the grandfather, who was, remember, sort of a respected doctor in the community, was not charged with any crimes. In fact, law enforcement said that there was, quote, absolutely no reason to believe that the grandfather was culpable in his granddaughter's
1: death. I guess he didn't look in the room too often, even though he was texting his daughter about it being a pigsty.
0: Well, we'll see. So mom and dad were off to jail and the investigation continued. There were interviews, they pulled and examined phone records, text messages, emails, and of course there was an autopsy. As things evolved, a lot of additional information, well, maybe not a lot, but additional information did come to light. For example, when they found text messages, which I have already mentioned, between the grandpa and his daughter, indicating that he knew that she and her partner were using drugs and that he was aware of the environment that his granddaughter was living in. And yeah, he sent her text messages about it being problematic, but he never intervened in any form or fashion. That didn't bode well for him. And when the investigation turned up court documents from the child's birth indicating a case was opened against the mother after her baby was born suffering from neonatal abstinence syndrome and that the grandpa stepped in and said not to worry because he was going to be living with his daughter and he was going to be very, very involved with the child's care as she grew up, that was sort of the nail in the coffin for him. And on July Mm. 28th, the 59-year-old grandfather was also arrested on charges of child neglect. Ultimately, the investigators really just felt that there was no less probable cause to arrest him than there was to arrest the parents. Since he lived in the house, he owned the house, and he certainly was aware of what was going on.
1: I agree. I agree. So can we just say for our listeners, if you are in this situation, you can reach out for help. If your kid is living with you, and not treating their children right, and there are urine-soaked blankets in the crib with cigarette butts, call someone, please. Just call someone. Just do it.
0: So with all three caregivers in jail for child neglect, the next major break in the case came in October when the autopsy results were released. And I'm not sure why it took so long. I know things can move slowly, and these sorts of things do take a lot of time, Maybe there wasn't as much of a rush on it since, as you already mentioned, author, all of the other parties involved were already in jail and they were safely in jail. The two parents didn't even have the option of getting out at all. Maybe there were other priorities, although this was a very safe town with very little crime where it happened. So I'm not sure what the other priorities
1: could have been. Surely the grandfather could have made bail or... He did. Oh, okay. Yes. The, he
0: actually did bail himself out. But the yeah. They were not offered bail. They were not offered. Whatever you want
1: to call him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess the question then becomes who did the autopsy because if they had some forensic specialist that could have taken longer.
0: Yeah. I actually, I didn't write that down. My impression was that it was just the local medical examiner.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, I agree. I not like there were bodies stacked to the rafters and Actually, I beg to differ. Oh, there are you, bodies that. <laughs> Your listeners are going to be like, who is this person? Well, but anyway, she is the murderer you know. <laughs> I'm not, but I, I, I seem to cross paths with many. <laughs> I think that there are many more deaths than the general population is aware of. Mm-hmm. And I am pulling that statistic from my volunteer work. Because if I'm not doing foster care, I have to do something, right? And in search and rescue, you would not believe how many times people get called out because somebody is missing, somebody is dead, and it's constant. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And I guess anytime there's a suspicious death or a not clear cause, they have to do an autopsy. Yes. Okay. So they finally did the autopsy.
0: And in early October, the ME's office released the autopsy findings, and this report indicated that the manner of death was accidental, but that the cause of death was acute combined fentanyl and xylazine overdose in addition to nicotine exposure and laboratory evidence of SARS-CoV-19 infection.
1: So was this child eating cigarette butts that were in her crib? Gosh, I don't know. I hope not. Sounds like it. Wonder if I she was another one not being fed. There
0: was no mention of malnourishment or anything like okay. that. Not to say, not to say that she was or wasn't being underfed, but I don't know. After the sheriff's office received that report with the drug overdoses they upgraded the charges against the parents to felony homicide which according to virginia law is defined as the quote killing of one accidentally contrary to the intention of the parties while in the prosecution of some felonious act which of course here is Allegedly, the child neglect. Felony homicide is murder of the second degree and is punishable by confinement in a state correctional facility for not less than five years, nor more than 40 years. Five years? Doesn't seem like enough.
1: No. Though I suppose in different cases, maybe five years would be applicable. Yeah. For these people, I would go for the max.
0: And they were both served warrants in jail on October 13th.
1: Was there any other family for them? There was grandpa who they lived with, Mm -hmm. but there must be other family members.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. It wasn't mentioned in any of the source material that I looked over, but I mean, yeah, certainly they had other family.
1: Because you would think that if there was a baby that people would be visiting or Mm -hmm. family would be there, was there a shower? the normal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do, do drug addicts have baby showers? Please bring Somebody. a pound of heroin for our baby shower. Oh, no, here, here's your diaper bag. It's got a special pocket.
0: <laughs> for your heroin.
1: That's a well, good point. Well, we don't know if the, the grandfather, the doctor was divorced or widowed. We don't know if this girl had siblings of any kind. Maybe the rest of the family had just written her off and didn't want to be anywhere near her. That happens a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. There's a certain, I'm not going to enable you anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And maybe if there
0: was a shower or anything like that, it really sounded like The rest of the house wasn't in such horrible shape. So maybe shower could have been in the backyard or when people came to visit, they hung out in the living room. Obviously, I'm just speculating. I truly have no idea. But when our case from last year, people went over to those people's house and had no idea that they had that horrible dungeon, essentially, with a child in a makeshift cage. So I guess it is
1: possible to conceal that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then you have your Amazon wish list. Well, and if you go to a baby shower, do you say, oh, I want to see the baby's nursery? Maybe. But maybe in the very, very beginning when the poor child was born, she had a clean crib and a mobile and nice blankets. Maybe. But it sounds like your mom was drug addicted when the baby was born. So, For sure. I'm thinking there was no shower. There was nobody who wanted anything to do with these people, except their dealers and their other drug buddies who, I don't know, do the drug people go to baby showers? Well, why wouldn't you? If you get an invitation, I mean. Drug people have
0: normal lives.
1: Well, to a a certain extent,
0: I want to go back to the xylazine for a minute. I don't know, author, you're so damn mysterious. I feel like you probably have heard of this, but mom, have you heard of this? I feel like it's a possibility that a lot of people are not super familiar with this
1: drug. Xylazine? No, but they give drugs the weirdest names. I'm assuming it's a prescription or it's illegal. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So, author, have you heard? Yes. Oh, she has. She knows it. Of I... she has. <laughs> well, but it, it's in passing. And I believe this is the latest sort of fad drug, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Well, apparently, in its normal life, outside of being used as a recreational drug, it's a sedative for large animals like horses and cattle. And it is a prescription drug, as you mentioned, mom, but it's usually prescribed by a vet for horses
1: and cattle.
0: Personally, it actually reminded me that back in the day at home, people would take a drug that everyone called horse tranquilizers (laughs) recreationally. It made me wonder if that was this, which I I don't know.
1: I think even when I was in college, I have some vague memory of people being all excited about taking horse tranquilizers. And I'm thinking, you're not the size of a horse. What are you doing? (laughs) That's a stupid idea. How would you do that? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, God, I would be a terrible drug addict. Can I just have a little eighth of that? No, no, smaller. (laughs) Never mind. Forget it. (laughs) Just like a little dust
0: bit of that yeah, for just, me,
1: please. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, I you don't could just lick it. Work. Just lick, just a couple of licks. You got to be Can careful. The ice cream. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now apparently, this xylazine stuff. Projects the same sort of symptoms and feelings as heroin, so it is intentionally taken by people who abuse heroin and fentanyl and cocaine, but it's also becoming increasingly common as an ingredient to cut heroin with to make it cheaper. And so users are also being exposed to it accidentally, which can be a fatal error. In fact, one study I was reading, which took place between 2010 and 2019, xylazine went from being detected in less than 2% of fatal heroin or fentanyl overdoses to 31% of fatal overdoses of those same drugs. Because for one thing, it isn't an opioid, but since it presents similarly, first responders may try to use Narcan, which will have no effect in the case of an overdose of xylazine. And since this is a drug for large animals and not for humans who are smaller and also who metabolize things differently, it's actually pretty dangerous for humans and can be deadly even for adults, but especially for small children. It makes me think of D.A.R.E. from when I was a kid, because they would tell you, you never know what your drugs might be cut with. And it's risky. (laughs) They, they and d-
1: used they used that terminology does that sound like a dare thing perhaps I they can change the program now and say something like you know the <laughs> supply chain is broken kids and so you need to consider your source and that you can't just get it from anywhere yeah your mm-hmm. dealer is not your friend right even if you
0: go over to their house for seven hours
1: don't <sighs> don't i am God blind again <laughs> your poor mom
0: investigators on this case were surprised by the presence of this drug in the little girl's system because they really hadn't seen much of it in their community and actually they believe that the parents did not know that their drugs had been cut with this sedative and with fentanyl and so that is part of the reason i think for that accident designation they don't think something like The parents were intentionally dosing their child with drugs but with heroin in the diaper bag and needles everywhere apparently accidents happen and even though officers hoped that this was an isolated case they also issued a warning to the community because they believed that it could be possible there were other doses of laced drugs in the community and they hoped to help raise awareness in light of this tragic death that had occurred And one investigator said, quote, that's a tragedy for the entire community, and we hope that maybe people will learn from this experience and be more aware of what's going on in the community and what they're bringing in around their children.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about those people on television who are talking about their children and grandchildren, wonderful human beings who died from fentanyl overdoses, and I guess they're doing this as kind of a public service announcement, hoping to dissuade other young people from taking fentanyl. But people in the throes of drug addiction aren't listening. Sad and true. I just cannot imagine. So we've got these people in prison now or in jail, because they haven't been sentenced, right? They haven't had a trial?
0: Correct. They have not gone to trial yet.
1: Okay. One would assume at this point that they're sitting on their little metal bench, and they've sobered up. Mm -hmm. One would hope. I know that's not not always the case in in that situation, but one would hope they've sobered up. And where are you now in your head? Is there regret? Is there, Mm -hmm. I wish I'd done it differently? Or is there simply, I want another hit? It's hard to know. Was the grandfather also charged with this, what was it? Felony murder? Felony homicide? No. Felony felony, homicide. So he was only charged with the child neglect. Yes.
0: Yeah. And the couple, the parents, they... Ultimately received those felony murder charges, felony homicide, but the felony abuse charges stuck as well. So they are going to be facing both of those. They were scheduled to go to trial together. They were actually supposed to go for their five-day jury trial from the 8th through the 12th of May of this year. So, just a couple of months ago, but ultimately they didn't appear. It looked sort of like maybe it was a delay from their legal team pushing to get things changed. It's kind of hard. If you guys ever go and look at the Virginia Circuit Court records website, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's happening because if there was supposed to be a trial and it's continued or canceled or the person doesn't go to trial for whatever reason, all of those dates still stay in the system. So, it's kind of hard to decipher. I even talked to lawyers arena about this. I was like, what does this mean? And why does it say they were no shows? (laughs) Certainly, it doesn't mean they actually were no shows. And she was like, yeah, it is really confusing the way that they listed on there. I'm not 100% sure what it would mean. But she said, it looks maybe like it was continued in advance, again, by their legal team. But it's really hard to say if you guys want to look at something confusing ever in your life, listeners or author or mom, just hop on that (laughs) website. It's very confusing. But ultimately, they did not appear. So now they're joining. Jury trial has been scheduled for November 13th through 17th of this year. And the dad was also charged with possession of a Schedule One or Two drug.
1: Oh, wow. Well. For the
0: diaper bag heroin.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that, that will be Noel Prof. <laughs> Did they have regular stuff in there too? Did they have like ointment and diapers and?
0: It didn't say if there were any actual so, diaper bag things I'm, in the diaper bag.
1: i fixated on this. I can't imagine. It's I know. Wild. Right? I apparently had the wrong stuff in my diaper bag. I just didn't No heroin, know. huh? No, no. But I have a question. So the grandfather, the doctor...
0: Yes. Got
1: out of prison because he made bail Mm -hmm. and he was not charged with the felony homicide. Mm -hmm. I can't believe he's still practicing. Who would go see this guy?
0: I'm not sure. I wouldn't think that legally he could still (laughs) practice if he's found guilty of child neglect. But the only thing I can say is I did read a piece where someone tried to interview him and they called his office after he was released and asked to speak with him and the receptionist or whoever answered the phone said he wasn't interested in speaking to anyone and hung up. And apparently there was also a situation where a reporter went to his house And two men were sitting on the front porch and basically were like, get off my lawn. We're not talking to you. That's all I could really find about him, that he bailed himself out. He went home. I looked him up on the internet. I did find they have those good docs and med reports and stuff where you can look (laughs) at doctors and are they good doctors?
1: I was just looking for that.
0: (laughs) I found one for him, but it didn't say whether or not he was still practicing or anything Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Yeah. He, he, a good had doctor?
0: Four, he had 4.8
1: stars. Oh, well then he was good. He was so, good. Yeah, people are going to go back. Absolutely. You know how hard it is to hard find, a, to good find a good doctor. <laughs> I mean, really, you know,
0: Oh, here he is. I found him reviews. Tell me, tell me 91 total reviews. Okay. Not 4.8, <laughs> four out of five, very positive. positive okay. four out of five stars, three stars for thoroughness of examination, four stars for ability to answer questions, five stars for clarity of instructions, two stars for provider's follow-up, two stars for amount of time with patient, two stars for attitude, three stars for perceived outcome,
1: three stars for patient loyalty, and two stars for general feedback. Well, there's your answer. Clarity of instruction, clean the place up. How much time did he spend? (laughs) Not a whole lot. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, when you get uh, several two stars, I I don't know. Yeah, I that
0: don't doesn't know either. strike huh. me
1: as a doctor I'd want to go back to. No,
0: it'll be interesting to see what happens when the three of them go to trial. Maybe we can well, go and sit in there ooh, now that we know yeah. we can do that.
1: You can do that. Yes, yes. Well, we should find out. Let's do it. Now the grandfather. Some of us, gonna us are be. retired.
0: I'm going to give that job <laughs> to the
1: executive assistant. The grandfather is not going to be tried with them. No. He would have a separate lawyer, separate trial.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the end of the story for now. I mean, another horrible, just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. I. It literally is even hard to... I think I said this last week too. It's just hard to think about this kind of stuff because you know that it's happening. This isn't a one-off, unfortunately. It does happen to... A lot of kids probably are in these sad situations
1: and it just breaks my heart. They are. But I think the important thing that if I could just add this, the important thing is not so much dwelling on the fact that it's happening or dwelling on the, the fact that we cannot change all of it. The important thing is to do what you can when you can in the moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't even know, and I've said this for always, you don't often know the effect you have on people. You don't often know that when you smile at a young child and offer words of encouragement in some small way that you may have just changed their world for the day. Remember that by being who you are in this world, that's a good thing, as long as you're a good person.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. just,
1: Just be good people. Stop. Putting heroin in your diaper bags. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely stop doing well, that. Let us know when they actually go to trial and maybe your executive assistant can <laughs> go and sit in on
0: it. Maybe you and author can get astronaut diapers. I don't know what was happening there, but you can go and watch the trial with those.
1: don't want to know. <laughs> Well, well, on that note, I think we yes. should say good night. Yeah, I was yes. going to say,
0: author, thank you so much for being here with us. It was oh, amazing thank you. having you. This was a thank lot of you fun. Enough. Thank um, you. It was really, I want to say good episode. It was horrible in many ways, so I struggled. this to were horrible, good.
1: yes, but important to talk about. Very, yes. very important stuff. So mm-hmm. thank you for for having me on here. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I, I think we have plans in the future to, to have you back. Yeah, because you're
0: this lady of mystery. We're we're gonna have <laughs> you back on to talk about dogs. I keep talking everyone yes. with that. I mean, we all <laughs> yes. love dogs. So yes. that will definitely be coming down the down the
1: road. Little known fact, during this entire episode, mm-hmm. the dog is right here with me. Oh. Dog of the hour. Good dog. Yeah, I couldn't yes. have my dogs in here with me. <laughs> me either. And I will say that even though most of our stories are not uplifting, I think the dog episode will be. Well, no pressure. <laughs> goodness we're
0: about to get ghosted now I have to hold this whole thing up with the one positive episode ever bye oh
1: well I can do that I'll make it happen
0: (laughs) well this was great thank you guys for being here thank you all for listening if you want I'm still not
1: making the noise I'm not I'm not doing it (laughs) all right
0: that's (laughs) fine If you guys want to get updates about this trial, get updates about this book that author might pick back up, you want to chat with us about anything, feel free to email us murderer, you know, at gmail.com or check us out on our social medias. We're murderer, you know, podcast on Facebook and Instagram, mom, author, anything to add.
1: Haven't asked that in a while. (laughs) I'm good. I'm done all right I'm good I think I'm actually in the presence of somebody who knows more than I do what it's, yeah it's that's a stunning.
0: shocking admission what?
1: no <laughs> that's just because the information we had to share with you about what took her so long at her drug dealer's house <laughs> okay I've gone blind again good night <laughs> All right. Bio, bio. Bio, bio.